Okay, let's get this started. That way we don't waste anybody's time. All right. Well, welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob, a.k.a. Nutter Butter. With and a- this is B. What was my last name? My thing? Dulce de leche. Dulce de leche. I was like a salty something. I don't I don't know. It's because my brain is also not a buttery. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Thursday afternoon. It's- it is. I can't think. It is. And I mean, all of our brains have been have been completely destroyed this week because of the first presidential debate. So um, or brains or morales, you know, everything, everything. Uh, speaking of politics, though, we have uh, our guests today have a new ish. Now we'll call it new ish because you're you're four episodes in You're You're already like veterans. Uh, the local podcast Build Pod Better. Uh, so we have with us Dread Lobster and Baby Bok Choy. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, thank you for Hello. having me. We're so excited. Hello, it's your boy, Baby Bok Choy. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are missing Snacky, but we do want to like make sure that we do a shout out to Snacky. Yeah, shout out to Snacky for sure. The Snack Pack wouldn't let us live yeah. that down. Shout out to the Snack Pack and Snacky. Snack Pack's uh, Snacky Onassis, uh fan club. Yes. Tried to say that real fast like ten times. <laughs> so apart from this conversation, what is bringing you all joy? Joy, baby bok choy. What about you? How about how about you? You go first. Um. Well, I do know we're kind of like a conservation, like outdoor podcast. That's the name Wild and Free. I have been. I've been getting in. You know, getting to our, our local. Not hiking, uh, hiking. We were talking before before the pod about how we're kind of like both dread lobster and mine are kind of like vegan adjacent. I'm kind of hiking adjacent, where I'm not like not out on these trails. I'm not, you know, I don't have a jeep, um, but but I have been getting out there. Some great parks here in Vegas. Listen, can- anything counts a hiking, don't you know? Like the white people just like they just like go down the street and then oh I went for a hike. <laughs> um. Sometimes they're like, they went, oh, I'm going to go for a hike at Red Rock. And they do, what do they do? They just like drive on that loop. Like anything counts on hiking. So don't, don't be selling yourself short. There's a lot of trails. Like you'll be like, there'll be like a, 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 like a walkway by like a drainage ditch. And they're like, this is the Bonanza Trail. And you're like, <laughs> majestic. Wonderful. I, uh, I used to spend a lot, of tra- a lot of time on those trails in one of my oh. past lives. Oh, that's that's a Patreon episode about getting into the activities on these trails. <laughs> the after hours. The wild after hours, yeah. After hours. Wild and free, even wilder and freer. <laughs> oh my God. We need to do that. The wilder and freer episode. <laughs> Completely uncensored. Or the tame and oppressed. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound as fun. <laughs> that sounds it's gonna happen if 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 the Democrats don't win the next election. Right. Oh. 
Well, after bringing us down, you know, <laughs> Dread Lobster, what is bringing you joy? Oh, geez. Joy, um, I'll say, uh, I mean, I have a daughter, so I have to say I, my daughter. Um, <laughs> but uh, also, besides that, um, and my wife, the lovely Snacky, um, uh, the new Idols album is really good. Uh, they're kind of a, a British punk band. Uh, they just released an album. It's it's extremely good. They're very political, very very left, and uh, they're 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 really great. Um, I'm excited to uh, one day maybe see them live in concert. We shall see. They're going on. <laughs> that's the thing. Like when you follow all these bands, like in the UK, they're all going back on tour like right. this fall. They're all, <laughs> it's just like so. Unfair. Because they have it together. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like full blown. Well, you know, there's distancing and some rules, but together-ish. Right, yeah, it's just I don't know. I'd rather like just block that out and and just pretend like it's not happening. But yeah. yeah, every time I see those Instagram posts or whatever, I'm like, you're not going on tour. Just stop lying. No, not <laughs> happening. No, nope, no. Nope. And then I'm like, oh, I could go to Ireland. Wait, I can't because they won't let us in. So exactly. I, I forget. I can't actually do that because they won't let us in. Also, the new Idols out. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm also an Idols fan. If they come to Las Vegas, I mean, that would be... Ugh. Also, if I could abuse my guest privileges, I'm going to have another one, another Please. go at this. I've, I've been loving... I'm going to do two more. I've been loving Pup. I'm a huge fan of the punk band Pup. They're great. Canadian band out of Toronto. Oh, nice. Also... Not so much... Well, kind of the music, but, not, but the story of Machine Gun Kelly, if you're not familiar with... He is a rapper, uh, a white gentleman, um, who decided to, not like a best rapper, kind of like a mediocre white rapper, he challenged Eminem to a feud. Oh, I know you're like, wait, <laughs> you're laughing. like, <laughs> like uh, So he, he challenged Eminem to a feud, um, and he was just, did not, that did not go well for him. It went very poorly, completely destroyed. Uh, and he decided to get out of rap, and he became a, a punk rocker, like, or pop punk just like straight pop punk completely changed genres and i respect that so much like <laughs> hey the dane same like you know what i mean like things are bad i've been getting the big of the pop punk and i just love that journey of just being like you know what this is me now <laughs> pop punk i just love that transformation <laughs> so the music it's very standard like like you know very very derivative but like i just love that journey of someone just like i'm a pop punk i'm a pop punker now like live your truth machine gun kelly that's that's pretty fantastic. I had no idea. I'm only tangentially aware of Machine Gun Kelly, so that yes. that is that is the, fantastic news. The very first time I heard this is when a couple of weeks ago a friend of mine got so depressed that he stopped reading the news and started reading US Weekly, and he would update the group chat and be like, "Today, Machine Gun Kelly," and I was like, "Who in the fresh hell?" <laughs> And is that yeah. a building? Is is that like a single individual? Is that right? Is that yeah? Is that an attraction? This is a machine gun Kelly. I'm like, what is he talking? About? And then I go, and I was immediately lost interest. Yeah, is this a comic? <laughs> what is this? Right, take that machine gun Kelly. That's <laughs> right. Now he's gonna start a feud with all of us. Yes, we'll, we'll and we're gonna win. Apparently, he's on. mediocre. Right. Be like. We can't rap. I'm not intimidated like that. We don't make pop punk, but you know what? We're still going bring it. Speak to us. Bring it. He's going to start a podcast to feud with us. <laughs> that would be hilarious. So B, what's bringing you joy? Oh, several things. First of all, Trevor Noah. 
let's just mm. let's just mm-hmm. put that out there i <clears throat> the news have been so bad that i've just been getting them through him and it, it really like it's like he's delivering like the worst of news yeah but he's still making me happy because you know he's throwing like his jokes here and there so he has been bringing me joy but I'm also so I, uh-huh i'm so but, jealous of his hoodies he's amazing hoodie collection <sighs> You know what? I'm I'm like what I'm jealous of is like his air conditioning. Like, clearly he's like I'm over here sweating and, and I'm like, oh, but this day is at 68, like how much slower? I need I need his kind of air conditioning. But I also recently found the fra- the phrase uh what in the fresh hell on Instagram and that has been bring me joy. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. What in the fresh hell is this? That is that is really excellent. Yes. What about you, Jacob? Uh, so I'm trying not to go to the same answer that I did last time because it's that's still bringing me joy. My rewatch of Community is definitely bringing me joy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> wait, I just saw a little clip from Community. You know when they have that political debate. somebody was like well a recap of the first presidential debate and they played that clip and i was like oh my god (laughs) this is all the truth (laughs) but please continue it is it is it's very it's very true um and then uh you know i started just i I'm really into new music. Generally, I don't listen to, a, I don't like re-listen to a lot of things, but I I have uh, dived back into some of the music that I was listening to early in my college years, just because it's the one thing that I'm like, you know what, this music doesn't hold, like, it's not super sad. It gives me good feelings when I'm listening to it. So I've been listening to a lot of the Scottish band Travis. They also have a new album that's getting ready to come out. So I really like their videos. They've been doing a lot of videos um, that are like social distance videos that are really funny because they they while they all are from Scotland uh, they don't all live in Scotland anymore so there's like fun things that are in their videos and nods to past videos and whatnot so I've enjoyed I've enjoyed that that has brought me a lot of joy so the other night I was just like listening to Travis and singing along and being like oh simpler times lovely yeah absolutely the thinking man's cold place I like to say exactly you're you're right and it, and I can't tell you how many debates I got into when Coldplay became famous. I was like, "Fucking Travis was doing this before Coldplay." Yeah, did. Travis has been doing this, right? <laughs> like you all can also, suck it. <laughs> I don't like Coldplay. Exactly. It's Me my neither. toxic trait. I love, I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> Coldplay. Did yeah. you just say toxic trait? Yes, it's a very toxic. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I have so many of those. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> I think I think uh, next time we're on the podcast, B, you need to introduce Dwayne as your toxic trait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, he, he is though. <laughs> he is. He's always going to be the first, the first man in your life. Yes. Well, he's not a man, but you know how it goes. Actually, another thing that that made me super happy. This made me think of this. The other thing that made me super happy is that Dwayne The Rock Johnson endorsed Biden and Harris. They're not the best candidates, but I had lost hope for him because I was like, oh, he's like 
doing some like very conservative things. Like yeah. I was getting these conservative vibes from him and I was like, mm -hmm. no, my heart. And then he came out with that and I was like, oh, we called in again. Let me refollow you. Well, and you always want your cat's dad to like, you know, be, yes. <laughs> be very, <laughs> you know, like a, a positive influence. That's, exactly. You know, that's yeah, all namesake. you can ask, right? And namesake, father, it's all, it's fine. It's all. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> illegitimate. illegitimate. I want to hear that story too. That's yeah. another after hour story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. That's be... gonna be in the wildest and freer. Right. <laughs> Ooh, wildest. We're getting even worse. The wildest and freer. What was it? The wildest. Wilder and free... but the wildest and free... that's our last ever. Like we just That's end gonna on be that the last note. one. We're just like we're the wildest and freest. This is it. We're out. Drop the mic. Done. <laughs> <sighs> what are we here for? You know what? We're here, we're here because start... we want to know also why people are voting. What's motivating you guys? So baby, do you want to start with that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's so as y'all can see in the zoom meeting here, I'm here with the Bernie sign in my background. So obviously Biden, not necessarily my candidate. Um, but I've come, something that's really been hitting me lately is like Trump has been doing such an amazing outreach for Biden. Like any doubts, I, I was kind of like, am I voting or not? Like just, he has, he has gone off the rails in such a way where it's like, okay, whatever reservations I have, seriously, I gotta, I gotta hear a vote. Uh, for me, it's, you know, it's kind of a thing you hear a lot of people saying about kind of harm reduction. Uh, I think like the undocumented, um, you know, for, for trans individuals, a lot of the comrades I've talked to, especially locally are like, well, this puts us an existential threat. Um, also, I've been thinking a lot lately too, is like, so obviously the big things like the institutions gave us Trump. I don't, I definitely don't think Biden's going to be a silver bullet and all these problems are going to go away. We're still going to see a lot of material conditions that are going to be bad. But for me, something I've been thinking a lot is like, I'm just so exhausted of Trump, just everything about it, people's reaction to him, people's obsession. He's just completely consumed, not only politics, but our culture. Like pre-2016, like post-2016, it's just been all Trump all the time. From that comic, it just seems to be like, this thing that you never forgot about every second of the day. And I'm very much looking forward to him just being gone. Uh, I, a lot of the things he did won't be gone. We'll still be like dealing with the after effects of this horrible, horrible administration, but just th this 24 uh, seven sideshow that he's got going. There's just every day. And, and to the point where it's just about Trump. It's about his reactions. It's about everything he's doing. He's, he's, for for as horrible of like maybe the worst person on the planet, but like he's a very good politician and he's he's played the media like a fiddle. Like every time he wants to distract us from like something he's doing that's legitimately evil, he just does some dumb thing on the media and they eat it up and they just go, Well, here's what he tweeted, or here's that. I'm just so tired of that. And and that's another thing in the media. It's it's definitely been they've definitely played each other's hands where it's like they they thrive on this show it's like we said about toxic traits it's very um codependent like we're all obsessed with trump's drama and like being involved with that so i'm very much looking forward to that and, and hopefully that like once trump's out of office you know knock on wood uh we maybe we'll get down to the issues the the you know the real real problems plaguing our country and i think one one of the very important things that um that we have to keep in mind is that biden 
and Kamala Harris that they're not saviors. They're not gonna the 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 issues that Trump has made has worsened basically are going to take not just one administration to fix. And and as citizens, we have to get involved and and you know the people that can vote need to go vote. But that's like one piece of the puzzle. You know, like if we're not happy with what, how things are right now, yeah, but we need to vote, but we also need to continue demanding the changes that we need to see. We like, we don't, we don't appreciate how the electoral college works. Okay, like let's figure out how to take that shit down and replace it with something better, right? Like it's about the the long term game, but in order for for us to even have a shot at that, we need to, you know, like people need to vote in this election. It's yeah. that critical. I have uh, two two main fears with this election. One, uh, obviously, being if Trump wins. And the second one is if Biden wins and the left goes to sleep like it did when uh, Obama won. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there was lots of, not to discredit a lot of the work that um, people on the left are doing during Obama's administration, but largely, you know, he won and everyone just thought, all right, we're good. You know, he, we're, we don't need to do any work. We got our guy in there and it's going to be, it's going to be good. And we kind of saw how that turned out. So I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a honeymoon period if Biden wins of everyone just kind of chilling out. But I think day one, we need to be start, you know, start putting a lot of pressure on him to uh, give us the things that we need or to, you know, like, like you said, it's not all him but just putting the pressure on um, the office to do what we needed to do. Right. I, I have the same with concern, but for me, I'm just like, things are still going to be pretty terrible. <laughs> We're going to still have coronavirus. <laughs> like the economy is going to be bad. I, I think people want that check. Give me that check, Biden. We want that. We need another <laughs> stimulus package desperately. I think that's going to be a lot right out the gate. Right. People are be like, okay, you won. Where's, where's the money, Biden? That's, I, that's why I personally is like, Biden, you know, was it January twenty fifth, January fourth? The the two days yeah. later, I want to I want to look at that direct deposit and see. <laughs> I think it's also part of the political education of of everybody, right? Like we over here like blaming, you know, people are blaming things on Obama, and it's like, bro, that was Mitch McConnell. Like, let's really like get involved at a level where we know whose fault really it is, so that we that's you know that's what we need to like push out right well and we need i mean and i think uh you know to to everyone's point here like we definitely need to keep pushing because Mm -hmm. i mean despite our the you know not necessarily our but the democratic leadership in the house and senate i mean they're they're so wise and so passionate and so caring about the average american person um but despite that we still need to you know (laughs) i'm being facetious for those that don't know um we we uh we need to push them to to continue to or to start in many cases like thinking about the people when it comes to this you know the relief for coronavirus like um i read an article today and i don't know i mean it's sometimes super fucking hard to understand you know where or why these articles are being written but it was you know that pelosi one of her biggest fears is to like try to push a financial relief through prior to the election because then trump can use it for his you know, political gain, um, which I understand, but it's also like, I mean, so many people I know need to pay rent and like, 
you know, I, I get that you don't want to lose again. Well, I, I don't necessarily believe that all the time, but like, I get that you want to make sure that you have the political victories that you want, but also like people need to eat, people need to pay their rent. People have kids to take care of. Like so many people are out of work. So many people here in our, in our community are out of work and it's just, you know, the political games are, are great and all, and they're fun to talk about, but they also like, I don't think the leadership of either party really care or understand how it affects regular people. Um, I was kind of honestly hoping on that where it's like Trump would just pull like some, some big, like October surprise stunt. Like I would like, even like maybe announce like a form of like Medicare for all and call it like Trump care. Just like everyone's getting 2000 bucks, <laughs> like something like that. I was like, he's going to pull some trick like that, but it appears he's just doing just like uh, igniting his base. He's like, he's not at all trying to get any sort of middle crowd, just like completely this extreme right wing base it is. You know, he he has tried though. Th there was something that passed a couple, like that he unveiled, I want to say like three weeks ago, but you know, the way time is working lately could have been three years ago. Um, It was, it was some kind of aid or like a moratorium on something on some payments and i was like oh somebody's worried about the election <laughs> yeah he was he signed like a bunch of executive orders that none of them could really like actually legally go into effect it was like a lot right. of yeah yeah i think there was some for like student loan relief or deferment and then like right. the payroll tax deferment they're all deferment and then like the um i think some of prescription drugs too there was some prescription drug they needed Right. And the thing is that that's the thing is like all of these things, all of the deferments, this is going to be a way, such a terrible wave in mm -hmm. the economy that we haven't even begun to see the effects yes. of like the coronavirus recession that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. I don't understand the thinking of, yeah, we'll just defer everybody's rent for a year. And then, you know, at the end of that, it's all due. You're just all going to have to pay a year's worth of rent all at once or you're out yeah. of the lake. I, I just don't understand how that could possibly, possibly be. Yeah. We're out here in Las Vegas. It's, it's big gambler energy from like our whole economy. Just like, we're just going to keep going. There's a few more months. If we can just get there then we'll figure, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's just like pushing all of these things just to like a later date which I'm still, I think we're all kind of bracing for that. Like we haven't, like, we're just worried we haven't seen the worst, which is, which is wild to me. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why don't we do something proactively instead of just waiting, like for this big kind of crash to happen. Right. Oh. So, so guys, um, you're, you have a podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a very political podcast. I, mm -hmm. I, I think, um, I mean, it is Las Vegas's favorite leftist podcast. Um, so I, I'm going to bestow that upon the podcast. Um, where, you know, why did you guys get involved? Why did you want to start a podcast? What was kind of the, the spurring of that or the, you know, the origins, your origin story? Well, uh, I believe it was around January, February. Uh, Sean, uh, baby Bok Choi and I were... Uh, <laughs> We were kind of riding high on our own uh, bullshit with the Bernie train. We were like, you know, the, the world's going to be a great place come November. Uh, everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be great. I, I uh, Baby Bok Choi and, uh, we, we, and I, we met uh, in our little socialist group out here, the Democratic Socialists of America, uh, a few years ago. Um, just kind of hit it off with him. Kind of got similar vibes. We have... Uh, similar backgrounds of just kind of 
enjoying politics and enjoying comedy and just trying to kind of goof around. So um, just, you know, asked him if he'd be interested. And then uh, he said, yeah. And I ordered all the equipment. And then like Super Tuesday happened and then coronavirus happened <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, everybody's world kind of went to shit for a while and then kind of turned that corner where it was like, well, it'd be nice to have something good in our lives right now, <laughs> like a little project, something to put some creative energy into, uh, help us kind of sort out our own, you know, thoughts and feelings and try to do something entertaining. Um, and also just for me, I mean, I don't know. I, I, apparently, I, I was completely wrong because uh, one of the things I, when I pitched it to Baby Bok Choi was like, hey, there's no, you know, there's hardly any Vegas podcasts out here. There's no political. And I mean, there's tons of them. There's a lot of <laughs> Vegas podcasts. So. You mean you didn't know about the wild and free? <laughs> I Did totally you know about did. Latinos who lunch? I had to no. I had to like start a podcast to like learn about all these podcasts. What the fresh hell? <laughs> I actually hear about oh, Latinos guilty. who lunch. I didn't realize they were Vegas based. Yeah. Yeah. And our people pod. Y'all, y'all. Uh uh. I got uh-uh. a long list now for sure. And what's the other spicy eyes? Spicy eyes are they yeah. doing? Oh, well, are they're they're ha- doing? they are. I think they're on hiatus. Oh, yeah, super news. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we have like a whole list for you. We're I'm getting on top of it. I'm getting better. Clear up your weekend. You're gonna <laughs> yeah, be listening no. to everything. But I've definitely not to be a, a brown noser on your show and to go back to kind of a previous question. Um, I've been really enjoying listening to Wild and Free. As far as like motivating, like for the election and voting, I definitely appreciate your guys' more focus on local issues and and um, the like lifting up. I listened to like the Make the Road episode and the Indigenous Voices episode, just kind of really refocusing um, a lot of things that are at stake with the election and not necessarily just being, you know, Biden sucks, like remembering like, you know, all the other things that are involved with voting and what's important. So um, thank you for that. Absolutely. And that's the thing too, I think uh, for me, it was like, it's such a surprise. Like I've fairly recently moved to Vegas. I'm originally from California. And like, I really was surprised by like just the, the level, not of organizing, but just like kind of this whole scene out here, like organized scene and with politics. I think like a lot of people, you have like this weird perception of Vegas. And like, we get this in the DSA where people are like, there's a DSA in Las Vegas. Like who's in it? Siegfried and Roy. Like it's a weird thing where it's like people, even now, even in the city, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I would spend like a lot of time in Las Vegas because I had family up here like growing up and like it's a whole it's a whole Dane town like people think of it as just a casinos but like it has a very rich culture and, and history and like it's very diverse and like and, like the like you know there's so much more that people's kind of meet their eye like there's I, I think that's like one of the really biggest tragedies about COVID is like you kind of saw like Vegas turning into like a real city, like a real community. And then that's kind of halted. It all came to like a screeching halt, like with downtown, like uh, was like the Bernie campaign. We spent a lot of time, like just hanging out downtown. Like it's really great. The arts district. And like that, I think that was the thing too about the podcast we wanted to kind of cover is like, Hey, there's, there's something, I think we're in a really interesting, not just the city, but political switch in Vegas. I think it's like a really interesting town. Yeah. 
Most people forget about the community in Las Vegas, but it always comes out shining. Mm -hmm. My moment after I moved was when October 1 happened. Mm -hmm. And the community just came together in such a wonderful way that, like, you know, what people see in the news at a national level is like, oh, Vegas is a playground for adults. But it's not. It's a community. And the people that make the city run and make, you know, the that playground happen live here and their lives matter. And, and they have been suffering through this pandemic mm-hmm. and they have lost income and jobs and they're, you know, they're going to have real life issues that can be addressed if, if we have a better administration, if we have, you know, caring people in elected positions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I, I know. And, and I've lived here for almost 15 years now. Like that was one of the things that I fell in love with immediately was the community here and how like passionate and caring people are. And, I, and I'd never visited Las Vegas before I moved here. So it was just like, got a moving truck and moved to Las Vegas. I had a job. And it was like, okay, I'm going to move here, going to live here a couple of years. And then like, holy shit, the, the people here are amazing. There's so much good stuff going on. Um, it took me a while to get involved in some of the political stuff, and I'm still political adjacent, to use our, our podcast word of the day, <laughs> adjacent. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 definitely a it, it very interesting community, and um, and that's, you know, it's, it's great to hear. It's great to hear, you know, you two kind of like want to continue to inform people about how great of a place this is. Um, and going back to when we talked about, there are a lot of Las Vegas podcasts, but I think if you, you know, run down the list, sometimes it's like, great. Yeah. There's a lot of Las Vegas based podcasts, but so few talk about Las Vegas that exists outside of the playground. Um, you know, exactly. yeah, that was definitely my main experience when I was kind of looking for them They're They're all, yeah. Like where the best buffet is, who's the best yes. magician. And it's kind of like, no, yeah, no, you know, no tea, no shade, but, um, <laughs> Definitely. That is kind of the main, yeah. I mean, I've lived here my whole life. Um, and yeah, while I think there's a lot of really great, passionate people here. Um, and then when you can find the community, it's really great. Um, and I, and that was another kind of uh, thing I think we wanted to kind of address with, with our show was um, that the people you find here are really passionate, like in the Democratic Party, which our our group, the DSA, is currently you know trying to actively infiltrate and 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 <laughs> change for the better. But the the barrier for entry to really get involved for things is is very high and it's very difficult because everyone has been doing it for years and they're not. It's like really hard to understand, basically just understand everything that's going on and why it's happening and what the history is for everything. And we wanted to kind of try to cover a lot of local stuff and make it a little easier to digest and maybe understand because because that's really the way we're going to win and affect things if we get more involved in the political machinery of our of our town right and i think it's too is trying to build that base because like that's something we we have struggled a little bit with is like it vegas can be a very transient town there are there are a lot of people who kind of just move here for a job and just like well this is where i live now my, my job's here and don't get, play, don't get plugged too much in the community. We're trying to change that a little bit, like build that infrastructure. I think it's kind of one of the reasons that's so exciting to live in Vegas at this moment. It's like you're watching that infrastructure being built, um, like the political infrastructure and just like kind of like this core of, of a city. Um, 
I kind of like watching it being built in front of your eyes. It's something like really interesting to see. Yeah, most definitely. And I, and I think we have a lot of, um, you know, it was ener really energizing for me and I definitely did, was not anywhere near as involved in the Bernie campaign as it sounds like you guys were. Um, but you know, just the, the few times that I went out and went to the offices mm -hmm. and was, you know, canvassing was just such a refreshing, kind of a refreshing thing to see too, mm -hmm. is, is that I get, you know, when I first moved here, I was learning a lot about the political structure and how it was, you know, kind of the Harry Reid machine. And mm -hmm. then looking at, you know, this last year and seeing the energy behind, um, you know, Bernie and, and just people that are actually, you know, further left and want to kind of make that change um, was awesome and, and really gave me a lot of hope. Coronavirus kind of took away some of my hope, but, but I'm still, I still, I still have some hope. I still have some hope for our community. And, uh, you know, when we, when we had the episode with Make the Road Nevada too, that was one of the things that uh, really inspired me um, about hearing more about their work in the community and really organizing the community um, and, you know, particular parts of the community that have been ignored for so long. And they're, you know, working really hard on that. Absolutely. And just like the thing about Bernie too, is like a whole different vibe, like, the number of people who came from not only out of state, like we saw people from like pretty much every DSA in the country, but like out of the country, like we had people from Australia, Germany, and Netherlands. I had uh, for a period of time, had about four or five Brits stay with me. Oh, I'm cool. looking at this British flag. I bought, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or also, yeah, oh, oh, we should mention also Las Vegas number one Brit pop podcast. Um, yes. But, yes. <laughs> but it, it was just a totally different vibe. Like it was just, um, a lot of people from like the campaign are still friends. Like, uh, I don't know what is coming out. We're certainly planning his own birthday right now. And it's like, it, it was just a totally different feel from like a, a political campaign. It was like a movement. It was a, a totally different energy from, from politics. And like, I, I think that's what we kind of need. There's one of the, not just in Vegas, but in politics in general, like we're so disconnected from it. We just see it as this, this weird abstract thing. Like it's so disconnected from our lives. And I think, kind of rethinking like how we even think of politics and engage with it is like something we need to do because like right now you, you hear so many people like well i'm not political i see how it's just like but that's how people that that's that's on purpose like that's yes. been done on purpose mm -hmm. like the capitalist machine in that that we're like part of mm -hmm. it's like oh we're gonna like keep you busy with all of this work you're gonna be underpaid so you need to worry about finding more work so you don't have time to pay attention to the things that matter so that you don't have time to pay attention that somebody is oppressing you and you need you do have a voice and you can do something about it and that all of your neighbors are going through something similar and if you all get together change can happen um right. and i think i think that's what i hope for the future in politics i hope for like communities to like really become communities and like watch for the you know, do things for the benefits of everybody, not just looking out for ourselves like it's been so far. I think it's been a big aftermath of 2016 is like the idea of the political experts kind of going away. Because before it was like, you need these experts, you can't do it on your own. And it's like, we all, you know, we all thought Hillary was going to win because the experts told us so, you know, algorithms, data, all that. And like, you found out like, oh, no, sometimes enthusiasm and kind of like, that old school like politics like knocking on doors like that's you know i, I think we kind of rethought yes <laughs> we like rethought i think that's we... true in so many levels because like if we if we see 
or roles as, oh, I cannot get involved until I'm an expert at something, then there's no hope. Because then Absolutely, you, yeah. like, imagine just getting involved in just, like, climate change mm-hmm. and, like, finding solutions for climate change. If you really had to understand all that, all the science behind it before you can get involved and start, like, doing some actions, then, like, like that would never happen. We'd be dead. Um, yeah. So, and it's the same in politics. Like, you don't have to understand absolutely every single part of it to be able to become involved. Mm-hmm. You can come as you are and then make things happen. And But that would only help if everybody does it, right? If we all get involved. And I think one of the things about, like, there's, there's this big drive this election. It's like, we need to get everybody voting. Mm-hmm. But... Well, that's going to benefit us at the federal level. It's also going to benefit us at the local level because people mm-hmm. are also going to have to vote. And like locally here, they're going to have to vote for judges and they're going to be like, well, who the hell is this? Let me look up the Dwayne Kitty account so that I can see who to vote for. <laughs> Endorsements coming up. <laughs> but, you know, like people like are going to have like we, we do have to like become part of the process in order to change it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I know you guys both mentioned, um, you know, you're involved in the local DSA and were involved in the Bernie campaign. Where did that start? Like what what motivated you initially to get involved in the community or, you know, start giving a care about politics and and how the world runs? Well, um, I joined DSA in, I believe, 2018. Um, That was shortly after it was... um, I believe it was when all the stories were coming out about, um, you know, uh, all the camps at the border, kids and cages and all of that. It's when we really, uh, we saw a friend of ours had a post on Instagram, you know, hey, if you guys are, if you're pissed off, come to a meeting. And we came to a meeting and it was, it was really great. Um, it was uh, a really great way to get plugged in with the kind of, not even just necessarily, I try not, I don't like looking at things necessarily as like left and right, as far as like, bottom up it was you know it's like just working class people concerned about their community um a good resource to know where like actions and protests are happening where you can go volunteer to you know hand out food or it was just a really great place to kind of um meet other like-minded people and where you could help and it was just really extremely helpful um and then from there you have to be careful when you go to a DSA meeting about what you suggest they do because they'll make you do it. <laughs> we were like, you, we guys should have an environmental group. And they're like, great, you guys are now you're in charge of running our environmental group. So, hey, make it happen. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. Does, do y'all like operate with nicknames also at the DSA? Not, a, not officially. Not officially, no. If you want to, I, I was wondering if this snack snack pack situation like went like further. <laughs> no. Actually, it's like, like if we show up to a meeting, it's gonna be like, "Hello, this is broccoli." The who? <laughs> we, I mean, uh, it's an idea. It's veganish. <laughs> we should. We, we should, should pitch that up, yeah. and we'll vote on it next time. Um, parentheses, funny story. And the town that my mom grew up is a um tiny port town in El Salvador. I grew up just hearing about people and I never knew, I still don't know it 
people's names. Like I know they have like nicknames, and it'd be like really, really effed up nicknames. Like, like my family, like all the boys were called Rusties. Like you know the the Spanish version of that. They would call them mojos, and it'd be like Rusties, and it's because they had this little bicycle. They only had one bicycle, and it was like rusted. <laughs> so it was like really messed up but everybody had nicknames like that and i was like yes. what is happening in this town like ain't nobody like using their names everybody's <laughs> using like whatever whatever the freaking nickname you were given in like middle school it's a good sign of a community yes. yeah that, that's a that's universal across the latinx community because i'm mexican and we definitely have like a few ponzones in our family, which is like the Spanish word for fat. It's just like, yeah, that's what they call them. And you're just like, they're like, no, it's it's fun. And you're just like, you're just like, dude. It's like, but is it fun for them? Yeah, I'm like, did no, we ask ponzone? Like, all traumatized. Yes. <laughs> and then like their kids, like little ponzone, is just like, no, did we, did they sign off on this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's talk about generational trauma, right? There. Oh my God, we could go. Oh, yeah. Very, very tough for a, a Latinx Pisces. It's very hard. Yes. Uh, that's the next. That's the next podcast. Generation generational yes. trauma. Well, yeah, we can talk about like how my family was calling me gordita, and now I look at my pictures and I was like, I was no gordita, bro. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Abuela, you're canceled. You can't. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, you're just too sensitive. You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We go, oh, man. Generational trauma. Look out for the next pod for that. I just got a book. So this is really going to happen. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Definitely have to balance it with that uh, Las Vegas Brit Pop podcast. Yes. <laughs> the LV, yes. So, so what kind of got, what got you guys to start your pod? Um, you have way more episodes than we do. Yes. Um, so I didn't go all the way back, but um, yeah, what kind of got you guys off? Well, the that's what are you going to be doing this weekend? <laughs> we already established this. Right, yeah, I'm sure. Lobster. I'm going to absorb it in my sleep. The the lobster family and this this the snacky family will be just full on wild and free all weekend. It's Absolutely. Gonna, it's going to be great. Yes. Um. So we we got it started. Uh. So it was the winter, you know, late, late 2017, um, myself and uh, our founding co-wrangler, Allison, um, were just kind of pissed off about politics. And both of us in our in our jobs were, were very involved in the local nonprofit community. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison was also really involved in the local art community, as was the rest of our team, B, um, Ashley, Jose, they're those two, those are the only two. Ashley and Jose are the lifelong Las Vegans of our team. The rest mm-hmm. of us all kind of came here um, one time or another. But um, you know, we were we were kind of like in, involved in the community, um, but we're working for nonprofits, and we're like, you know what? We listen to KMPR. They always have like CEOs on. CEOs don't know shit because mm-hmm. they're not the ones that are actually like on the streets working, you know, interacting with the people of the community. Um, and so we really just wanted to have like a, a, a forum for voices of the people that were doing the work, uh, you know, making we wanted to make Las Vegas more accessible to people. Uh, so Allison's really into art. And so, you know, she wanted to focus on, you know, do some of her focus on like, if there's a gallery or if there's this art event, like you can go to it, like, but it's hard to access, like, 
the community may not know about how to you know access it or feel out of place and so mm -hmm. that was kind of our goal was to make sure that people felt connected and felt that the community was accessible to them um and so that was really kind of our our main goal and that part of it was the election i mean we went through 2017 of you know just like you know a shit year god i wish that you know 2017 was the the shit year <laughs> remember of the last four we were so innocent right and so we were like man this year sucks like the first year of the trump presidency was just terrible uh and we wanted to to do something to make a difference kind of beyond what we were already doing in the community and we're like hey let's let's do a podcast yeah and i'm just i'm i'm just a substitute i'm like that you're not a substitute in the novella. I'm yeah. the person in the novella that kind of has the same accent, but it's like, wait a minute, that's not the same one that was there before. <laughs> it's terrible. We did like we did a, no a novella switch over here. <laughs> just kidding. I've been involved from the beginning, but just right. behind the scenes. All our artwork has been B since day one. It's all been B. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Gracias. For a small fee, I can make a portrait for you. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> Little, I can just see that little baby bok choy now. It's going to be adorable. I'm imagining. <laughs> I can't like, wait. I can't yeah. Wait. So excited. <laughs> so we, you know, we're, we, we've been talking a lot. Um, you know, we've had some dark times here this episode and some light times, um, but want to focus on some of the light, light times. So what is your hope for Las Vegas? Like when you, you know, and I know we've got this this election coming up, and it is a we have such a national focus. But you know, the four of us we live here. This is this is where we're going to live, and you know, regardless of what happens at the national level, we're going to be here. We're going to have to be thinking and, and working on the you know in our community. Um, so, what are what is your hope for Las Vegas, Southern Nevada as well? We're we'll will it be inclusive? Just well, we've in been... case you live in Henderson, right? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Henderson. Anyone in Henderson? Or what's that town that, or Searchlight, if you're in a Searchlight. Right. Searchlight, <laughs> Mesquite, we'll, we'll Searchlight we'll is a gem. Here. It's surrounded by Joshua trees. Really? Oh. And Choyas. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> we, uh, we just had an episode about the, like, kind of like local environmental issues. And something I really, we're sitting on a literal gold mine here in Nevada. And we really want to see those mines get taxed. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I feel like. We're really seeing it's kind of it's kind of a bummer this election because I feel mainstream politics, the, the two main parties, they're kind of always behind the people. And I think especially like BLM, uh, kind of like the Abolish Ice movement, you're seeing a lot of energy on the streets. You're seeing a lot of growth in the activist community. And I think we're not seeing it this election. I think the next couple of elections, you're going to see a really different slate of candidates coming out yeah. um, just because that's that's where the energy is. And I think you're, you're seeing a. Uh, a, like a, a increase in like the Vegas organizer community. And that's kind of one of my hopes is just like seeing that community really kind of change the direction of politics for a long time. Uh, we we kind of been on autopilot here in Vegas. When you look at someone like Michelle Fiore or, or the Goodman, you're like, oh. how did these people get elected? And you're like, cause people weren't really paying attention. I think that's changed. Well, I'd, I'd really just as someone who's lived here my whole life, I just, I keep saying that. I don't know why, but um, just from, my observation of it is, I mean, it's not original or anything, but this is, you know, our whole industry is, is tourism. Uh, my main kind of gripe with it is that this whole town is really designed for the people who don't live here. Mm -hmm. And I'd really, as far as my hope for the future is I hope that this kind of coronavirus thing might help us kind of turn the corner 
and start maybe turn away a little bit from tourism and and really get us all uh, together and feeling empowered to to really ask for and demand the things that we need here as a community and not just always catering to tourists and bringing people in we really need to be a little more self-reliant and like like baby bok choy is mentioning you know we have all these resources here under our feet and uh all these you know millions of people and i don't see why we can't have nice things for us too here so that would kind of be my big picture hope for the future of the town that's awesome that's that ex- that is like it excites me excites me um you know i i think trying to find that hope in the time that feels sometimes just oppressively dark uh which is not helped by my listening to insanely dark music but i i really do i really do like it's it's good to hear that from other folks i ask that question to people and sometimes they're like what why do you what is this why do you want to know this and i'm like you know what times are tough like let's talk Mm -hmm. about hope um and and i think the people are our hope for sure absolutely Uh, gotta have something to hold on to otherwise what's the point Right. B, like you look podcast. like you want to say something. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I, I've, you know, I've been just listening and, and I've been like getting several things to say and then I forget about them instantly. I'm like Dory today. <laughs> um, but no, one of the things that, that has been like really giving me hope is, is another podcast. It's a national podcast. Oh, nice. I was going to give it a shout out. It's called Truth Be Told. Um, and it's really like an advice podcast for black people uh for indigenous people and for people of color and it's just it's been so wonderful and that's been giving me a lot of hope lately mm-hmm. um and it, it and it's all like every time there's somebody that comes in there and, and and has so many good things to say about like we're going through some tough times right now but you know if we continue working and focusing on 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 mobilizing our communities like we're gonna be fine and i was like bless you i hope this this really happens oh yeah most definitely so we'll we'll end on uh one more positive note uh so we know that you know this COVID times have been tough if there's any uh local business or organization you guys want to shout out any place that maybe you've gotten a lot more takeout from than normal uh you know place that you're looking forward to going to once once you know we are able to be a little bit more free and open in a hopefully post-covid world uh we always like to shout out some of those small businesses or organizations around town so particularly uh you know we always find we live in different parts of town so there may be a like a local neighborhood gem for you actually i have a few um uh so they just moved to henderson but the happy earth market (laughs) It's like a real Look great. Look at that! Place. I yeah. didn't even know. <laughs> they just... You're welcome for including you. <laughs> that that was a business I was like legit worried about. I was like, oh, I hope they they're doing okay. But they just moved to a different space. They're a real great space. Oh, like, cool. uh, it's like a, kind of like a co-op situation. Like they have like a lot of great open mics. I think they're just starting to reopen. But we we've had like some meetings there, and they're really great. And they're, and they're old space. They're in Henderson now. Um, Taco Terrian is great. We basically took it over through the birdie campaign. Like we'd have every debate watch party. Um, that's downtown. Vegan tacos. My my dumb ass, I didn't even know they were vegan until like the third time. 
<laughs> you were like, this is like, great carne asada. That good. Yeah. I'm like, this tree sounds great. And they're like, it's vegan. I was like, oh my God. It's so it is so. And also a great local uh, black owned business, Call Me Cake uh, in Summerlin. Mm. It's like, um, it's like soul food, but like really great desserts. You gotta try the sh- their strawberry. I think it's like strawberry letter 23 pie. It's really great. Uh, I don't think their number works on Yelp, so you have to go down and order, but it's a really great local black owned business. Oh, awesome. I'm gonna look it up right now. October 1st is the official kickoff of DSA's big membership drive. Um, so if you're friends with anybody who's in DSA on social media, it's going to get real annoying and obnoxious <laughs> of them begging you to join. But uh, we, we would be remiss without, without mentioning that. Um, everyone should join DSA and we'll start building power from the bottom up. Uh, that would be my main pitch. Um, I don't have any good restaurants to recommend. Nothing. Uh, Garden Grill's good. That's a good vegan joint. Um, uh, that's my main recommendation. Also, I'm- we're still, uh, we have like a big uh, mutual aid program, DSA, um, delivery groceries. We're kind of right now where we're doing like home goods, like um, sanitizer. Uh, we're kind of focusing more on like toothpaste, sanitary product. We're having a high demand for that, cleansing wipes. Um, Stuff like that. So if anyone wants to donate, that that'd be really much appreciated. And we'll make sure to include those those links in our our show notes. And I, if I would have known this uh, membership drive was was starting up, I wouldn't have joined DSA in September. So <laughs> I would have just waited. I would have just been like, I can wait like two weeks and uh, join in October. So I re- I really fucked it up. I'm sorry. I've had that a few times where people are like, I just joined DSA. And I'm like, God damn it. It's just like, it was like literally two weeks before. I'm like, yeah. I want to get that hat reward. Get that hat. Yeah, the prize is a prize for a hat. I'm like, oh, darn it. Oh, damn it. The DSA tote bag. <laughs> Yo, call me cake is not that far from me. <laughs> since, it's really good, yeah. So, so baby bok choy, since you've mentioned that B has not heard anything else that we have talked about. So we could I have talked about I heard you say something anything. about mutual aid or I don't know, but I was looking over here at the menu. Yeah, you haven't eaten dinner yet, have you? No. I did my lunch was comex though, so I ain't mad about that. Oh, that's right. You've got a comex up there. I I I need to go visit comex. Uh B and I neither of us are vegan or I mean vegan adjacent, sure. I'm, I'm vegan, vegan adjacent. No, you're you're meat forward. <laughs> yeah i am i mean i'm vegan but that but i also eat like pork <laughs> right when you're like not vegan. eating pork you're vegan right yeah <laughs> well yeah yeah i mean carne asada is vegan right no i'm just kidding right yeah. <laughs> not no i am i am a carne asada we 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 love we love plant our plant-based friends um i was a vegetarian and vegan for a really long time and then i was like i screwed it all up so did your time yeah yeah it <laughs> right. was... more than most people right you put in your words yeah <laughs> well uh gentlemen thank you so much for being on um it has been a pleasure i know uh i have become such a huge fan of of build pod better um with the first four episodes so i'm looking forward to it I, I get a kick out of it. It's it's now on my regular podcast rotation. So, um, you know, I I have my political podcast, which is now you're a part of, and then my non political podcast, which you know, my 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 uh, 
cleansing podcast sometimes to like think about things that aren't really real. Night Vale. Yeah, yeah Night Vale, of course, is classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. We're so excited to, to be here. You guys are so yeah. awesome. Um, we, yeah, I'm very, very excited. Um, uh, you are also now in my rotation, my growing Las Vegas rotation, <laughs> podcast rotation. Um, I, I'm confident that you guys will 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 remain in that rotation. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, as I'm exposed to more Vegas podcasts, but um, I doubt anybody. I, I I don't know. You guys, you guys are wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah thank you so much. Because yeah, once Build Pod better, once once we get that Build Pod base going, we are not going to be as welcoming as y'all. Y'all have been so great at welcoming us out. <laughs> We're shutting down podcasts. We're gonna be we... like, mm. yeah, like no. <laughs> got in on the ground you're not as cool as you thought right (laughs) well we we do hope one day too uh we did a field trip uh last not this past march but the previous march we had done a a field trip and we're planning on doing more of these just like getting people together in the community going out and doing something stupid we did a well we had fun we did an art walk it wasn't Uh, stupid it was awesome (laughs) no it was not stupid there were parts of it that were stupid but but most of it wasn't stupid um, we got people pedia light. We did. We, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, we made sure everyone stayed hydrated. Uh, yeah, those who chose to drink were very hydrated also with our pedia light. Mutual aid right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, we we are we wanted to make sure every we were taking care of the people. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, we'd hope to do that again, and maybe we can you know join the. Uh, Build Pod Better, the Snack Pack, and all can all join us on this on some sort of. We want to do something downtown next time to to yeah. support our. Absolutely, yeah, we would love that. That'd be great. Yeah, because because we're now best pod friends. I mean, I think we're that's how this pod works pod now. Now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're pod pals. Yeah, pod pals. Yep. We're pod primos. Pod <laughs> primos and primos. <laughs> pod people. Pod people. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you guys so much uh, for being a part of the the show tonight, and we're looking forward to seeing what the future holds for for Build Pod Better, and and you know, very excited for the community, and yeah, it's going to be great. So this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. B, uh, who's our team? I'm going to put our you on the spot. Is our team is Jacob, aka Nutter Butter. That's right. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> We have Allison in the Midwest, or Midwest representative. We have Ashley and Jose with their babies, Raven, the huh? furry baby, and Sebastian, the baby baby, not the baby pop joy. <laughs> and Dwayne, which every now and then he makes an appearance.